Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title, Leaning On, Leaning On. Let me start here with Revelations uh, chapter 7, verses 13 through 14. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, I, I don't know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation, and they have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. In the book of John, we find uh, John's uh, point of belief, whereas the latter gospels we hear of faith. And uh, have faith. John teaches uh, from the works of Jesus in Jerusalem. You see, because he's teaching in a different area. And so we don't see everything that we see in the other Gospels. But there are no contradictions here. John teaches belief in in the sense of that faith uh, cannot exist without belief. And in fact, I wouldn't even touch base on faith. I would talk about belief. And many of us carry different beliefs, different belief systems. We believe uh, in, in uh, you know, premillennialism. We we have postmillennialism, and we and we go back and forth in these things. And then we we grab scriptures, and we're like, uh, we find a contradiction. Well, how come God this and and that? And I just see the echo, the echo of God teaching us through His Word through the Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, that we will suffer trials and tribulation. It is echoed all throughout the Word of God. I think it's very important for us, and and us as teachers, we must understand what are we leaning on? And what are we teaching? Because it's important that us as teachers, we will be responsible. I take full responsibility, though many times uh, we go haphazardly and we rush into things, but I'm responsible for that. And so taking responsibility for the fact that I believe that it's very important for us to understand that we will suffer trials and tribulations. And I just see that echo throughout the Word of God. I just see it. You see, you must believe. I mean, how can you even begin a faith journey without believing in Jesus? That from the start, He is, and was, and still is. You must believe. But what do you believe? Many of us walk in a zigzag because we have holes in our clothes. Why would we be instructed to put on the full armor of God if we were go- if all we were going to do was bake cookies? No, I believe it's clear. Jesus said and says now to us, I believe. The road is long and it's not easy. If it was, he may have echoed instead of putting on the full armor of God, put on the apron and prepare for the feast. He teaches us not to worry, to be strong, to not give up, to get ready for that which we must endure through. 
echoed and echoed throughout the Word of God. And what we speak of false teachers and, and this and that, talking about, I don't believe that anybody that, if you teach about the rapture, yeah, I get it. That that's that's your understanding of the word of God. I don't believe you're going to go to hell or, you know, that you're necessarily considered a false teacher. Just like I don't believe that there's anything uh even remotely close to plagiarism in the word of God, in preaching the word of God. I believe that many people get all touch and hurt over these things, but you should not be talking about plagiarism or anything when we're talking about the word of God. Many of us want to argue about things because we believe or have been brought to believe in something, have been stirred up, and now we believe. But I believe we must truly consider the fact that we could. And, and even if we don't, we prepare for what we go through now. We should prepare for trials and tribulations. It is echoed all throughout the Word of God. I can continue. I can just habitually just keep on saying that. If it's redundant, then it, it, what does it matter? You know, when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, what did he do? When Daniel uh, learned that the decree had been published, he went home uh, to his upstairs room where he was, where his windows were open towards Jerusalem. And three times a day, he got down on his knees, prayed, giving thanks to God, just as he had done before. And these men who had went up and stirred up all this naysaying stuff and brought up this decree that you weren't allowed to pray to anyone but the king. These men went to uh, went as a group and, and found Daniel. They found him praying. They found him praying and asking God for help. So they went to the king and, and spoke about him to his royal decree. Did you not publish a decree that during the next 30 days, anyone, anyone, anyone who prays, to any god or human being except you, your majesty, would be thrown into the lion's den. The king answered, and the decree, the decree stands in accordance with the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be re repealed. And then, he and then they said to the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, your majesty, or to the decree that you are, uh, put in writing. But he still prays three times a day. And when the king heard this, he was greatly distressed. You heard this story before. He's greatly distressed. He was determined to rescue Daniel, as you see. And he made every effort until sunset to save him. Then the men went as a group to the king, uh, the king Darius and said to him, remember your majesty that according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, no decree or edict or edict that the, that the king issues can be changed. So the king gave the order and they brought Daniel and threw him into the lion's den. And the king said to Daniel, may your God, whom you serve continually, rescue you. Amen. Rescue you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring and the rings of his nobles, so that Daniel's situation might not be changed. It was sealed. Then the king returned to the palace and spent the night without eating, without, you know, without any entertainment being brought to him. 
could not sleep. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. And when he came near the, 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 the den, he, he called out to Daniel in an anguished voice and said, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, has your God, has your God whom you serve continually has, uh, been able to rescue you from the lion's den? From the lions? My God sent his angel and he shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me because I was found innocent in the sight, nor have I ever done any wrong before you, your majesty. The king was overjoyed. And he gave the orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted from the den, no wounds were found on him. Listen to this. This is the biggest point of this. Because he had trusted in his God. So Daniel suffered right, by trusting his God. Daniel suffered by trusting his God. Daniel went through something there, yeah. Do you see it? You know, in Matthew chapter 16, verses 1 through 4, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they came to Jesus. And what did they do? They tested him by asking him to show them a sign from heaven. And you see, he replied, when, when evening comes, you say, I, I will, uh, it will be fair weather for the sky is red and in the morning today it will be stormy for the sky is red and overcast. But <laughs> you know not to interpret the appearance of the sky. I mean, you know how to interpret the appearance of the sky, but you cannot interpret the signs of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation looks for a sign, but no one, but none will be given it except the sign of Jonah. Jesus then left them and went away. What does that sound like? Do you hear him speaking? You know, because then when Jesus had said to his disciple, whoever, whoever wants uh, to be my disciple, what did he say? Must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Not start baking cookies and stuff and thinking that life's going to be a cakewalk and you're just going to be caught up into the sky and everything. I mean, it could be. But for whoever wants to save their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in His Father's glory with His angels, and then He will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, for some of you who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in His kingdom. Amen. Matthew chapter 16 verses 24 through 28. Amen. Amen. You see in Matthew chapter 16 verses 24 through 28, Jesus is telling us clearly 
you know and, and and look at it how how even we see that that you would put up your son that you know Jesus or God, you know Jesus God yeah through the whole thing is just continually putting us to the test to see will we endure imagine Abram and Isaac you see even 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 at this just just consider it consider it and not, and nobody's trying to get you to you know pushing you to believe and and uh, that you will face seven years of tribulation but you should consider and prepare and even if if at worst or or, or at the simplicity of, of of just you know going through day to day telling yourself no and going through trials and tribulation that that we are continually told echoed throughout the word of God and see through the word of God and and we find that you know we're not to live in fear we're continually taught about that we we need to prepare for what why would you need to put on armor if you weren't going to go anything no weapon formed against you will prosper what makes you think that everything's going to be perfect and we're not going to go through anything but do we have the faith do we have the belief how wherever we're at in the word of god whether you have faith faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of god you know but if we just take one verse and run with it or 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 you know we're we're studying we find one verse because we want to get out of that fear yeah that's great but i think we should face the music and listen to the tune instead of running from it or turning it down on low and just start baking cookies no i believe we need to understand that we need to be preparing for what it is and get and building ourselves up don't put on the apron put on the full armor of god the helmet of salvation the belt of truth and taking up taking up taking up taking up taking up that shield of faith it's not easy to be faithful You know, back in the olden times they would dip their their shields in water. And then when the fiery darts would come. Yeah. That's what it's going to be for us. But if we don't take up that shield of faith in the belief, even before we could take up the shield of faith, we have to believe. If you believe, you shall receive. What am I getting at? I'm getting that in James chapter 1 it says consider it pure joy my brothers and sisters. Oh, what did I say? Wait a minute. What, what what's going on here? Consider it pure joy when you're caught up in the sky when we take something out of context. Just consider it pure joy when everything gets perfect and stuff. And I'm not belittling or anything, but I'm just saying I, this is like an Elijah thing like Okay, I, I get what you're saying here. Okay, let's just throw your thing out there, you, you know. But all these people are not going to be prepared for this, so so you rely on that. And I'm, I'm not trying to be against you, but I'm just saying we are held accountable for this. So guys, this is kind of serious. So ca- call your thing out. What your belief in this, you know, and not, not to put you on the spot there, whoever you are. What God are you serving? You're holding on to your life. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face what? Whenever you face what? Trials. Trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. 
Don't put on the robe and start baking cookies and think you're going to be caught up in the sky. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If anyone lacks wisdom, you should ask God. I believe many of us need to ask God for wisdom in this. To show us through his word. Open our eyes that we may see. Not blinded by uh, by this. This could be the echo of fear. Look, it's scary to think that you're going to go through. I get it. And I don't, I don't mean anything by it. But we have to shake ourselves up and get stirred up. Jesus stirred things up. Jesus, Jesus numbers 13, a godly rebellion. Jesus was rebellious. When the people came to him and started talking, Jesus rebelled. Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't go with the church and, okay, let's all just go with what they say. No, Jesus came against this kind of stuff with the truth. You see, when he went into the temple, he didn't read the whole word and read, you know, read the thing like, okay, here's what it is. He, he made the word that day because he was the word. He said, this is complete this day. Because of me. If any of you lack wis- lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives it generously to all without finding fault. It will be given to you. But when you ask, you must, you see, here we go. You must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from God. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Blessed is the one who perseveres under baking cookies because, wait, that's not what it says. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial of making a lasagna and having stood, no, it doesn't say that either. Wait a minute, what does it say? Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to him who love him. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Take up, put on the full armor of God so that you can resist the fiery darts of the evil one. Be strong and courageous. Why would you need to prepare for anything if all you were going to be doing was being in the kitchen baking cookies and having a perfect life and and thinking about the marriage and then you arguing who's the bigger one, the woman or the man? Who's the man in the family? Who wears the pants and all this stuff? And the twisted versions of what this is of us being followers of Jesus. not just a fallen America in a fallen world being taken over by a new world the end of times is near we can clearly see that but I don't know when it's coming but we should prepare prepare by what by fasting and praying and learning to tell ourselves no that way when it comes when that when those trials come when those tests comes when that tribulation comes we stand firm do all you could do to stand by just waiting 
for the glorious day, just singing praises and having a wonderful time, having cookouts and having a wonderful, just silver spoon, wonderful family of, of, you know, you inherited a house and life is perfect for you and all this, wherever life is and many going through tough times. And, and now you come to this plateau where, okay, or whatever it is, wherever the chips are, maybe, maybe life is difficult already. So it's like, okay, you know, so, so this shouldn't catch you off guard, but, but it does. The smallest thing can catch us off guard and knock us right off. Derail us. Now the water's poisoned. The air's poisoned. We're poisoned. Our minds are poisoned. Our feelings, everything about us is poisoned. And then we believe in something that isn't the truth. The Bible says the truth will set you free. But the problem is, is we are representing the truth. It's like truth in guise of falsehood. Right? Our falsehood in guise is truth. We're presenting a lie that we don't really understand is a lie. And so it makes us feel so strong. And then there are people that actually are presenting a lie because they are evil. And the truth is sometimes scary. So why would you need to be strong is because of that is because the truth might be a little bit scary yeah it could be you know but us to live in fear and then get depressed why he's that's the whole reason why he's telling you to be strong that's the whole reason why he's trying to encourage you because god knows that it's tough but listen you have to understand that you will face the lion's then you will face trials and tribulation. Whether there's seven years of tribulation or not is irrelevant. The fact is, is that today is what you should be understanding. That today could be your, your trials and tribulation. Today could be the start of that. This could be the end of the world to come. And we're expecting to just fly out of it. We're not prepared for it. We're waiting for the fairy tale and why you could have a fairy tale life. We need to be preparing to be strong and courageous. Amen. So as you take this message with you today, 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 be strong and courageous. Be confident be strong. I tell you, be strong. It's a commandment. It's a word spoken over here. You are to be strong. You don't have to do anything, but be strong. And how I do that by believing that God is exactly who the Bible says that he is. And even if, what, what if God, all God wants you to do that maybe you will be taken up in the sky, but what if God wants you to believe And to obey him, to obey him, Abraham, Abram, Abraham, and to take Isaac up there and offer your only son as a sacrifice. But then prepare the sacrifice for you to have a lamb there caught in the bush. What if God wants to see that by a trial 
by the testing of your faith. How is your faith going to be tested if you don't go through anything? Take that with you today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In nomine Padre, Filius Espirito Santos. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, as it is in heaven. Give us everything you have in store for us. Deliver us from anything that be held against us in the courts of heaven. Set us free. Set us free. Deliver us from ourselves and the evil one. Help us with our unbelief, Father God. Increase our faith. Give us wisdom to understand. Open our eyes that we may see, our ears that we may hear. Come, Holy Spirit, come. We pray for every nation upon nation, Father God, that your will will be done, that you will bring salvation, that you will open eyes. Help us as you mold us to have faith, to be faithful to the belief that you are a holy, holy God. And that whatever we face, we're not alone in it. Whether we face that fiery furnace, Father God, we're not alone. Let your word be word. And let it echo through our lives even this day. In Jesus' name. Nomine Padre, Filius Espirito Santos. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever unto ages of ages. May you walk into this dark world carrying the light of the gospel forevermore. Believe. Take up, believe, put on, believe.